Hey guys, welcome back to Unpacking That, conversations on pop culture. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you do, make sure to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We upload every Monday. We love you, and we hope you stick around. We. Whoa. Wow. Here we go. Another episode. Here How we are. How do you are. feel, Kaylee? You know, I'm feeling pretty good, Brooke. Guys, if it's your first time here, welcome. And good luck. And good luck. Yeah, um, <laughs> Proceed with caution. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Brooke. I'm Kaylee. Welcome to the pod. Kaylee, what are we talking about this week? Brooke, I think we're talking about one of our favorite topics. What's that? Mm, movies. Whoa. Crazy. Ooh. It's almost like we're actors, entertainers, performers, artists, or something. Am I not low key? cinephile do you know what i mean <laughs> like low-key though low-key we appreciate mm, god how do i say this cinema cinema cinema, cinema. cinema. art cinema. of oh. filmmaking great but cinnamon buns so cinnamon buns this award season buns. Yeah. cinnamon buns <laughs> Um, so happy awards season. I know Ooh. we're all disappointed in the Academy yet again. Deeply. Um, also, sorry enough. if this is the douchebag uh, film hour oh, podcast. Welcome. <laughs> it's I, a- <laughs> listen, I said proceed with caution. I said what I meant. <laughs> yeah, it's about it's about to be that. Um, so we hope you enjoy it. Um, I would just like to start off by saying I have not seen every film from this season i've only seen about a handful um my ass just finished watching parasite yeah kaylee is fresh fresh off of watching parasite yeah Um, i uh so forgive me if i'm like only half present with you all today that's fine i mean i can i can carry this whole podcast on my back thank god someone has to (laughs) um but anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I haven't seen. We both haven't no. seen every single movie from this past. But thanks to Twitter, season. I feel like I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like already, like just so angry at the Joker and in love with every facet of Little Women. I have not seen either of those films. Yeah, I. I mean, so Little let's women, talk about this. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk about Little Women because no, I no. haven't seen Little Women, but I have nothing but incredible expectations for it. Um, what was I going to say? I truly don't know. I keep cutting you off. That's my bad. No, that's fine. I, really I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, we also wanted to talk about like some of our favorite movies, too, from yesteryear. So, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just get into it. Let's get into the conversation. Kaylee, what's been your favorite movie, like, recently that you've watched? Recently? I know you're fresh off of watching Parasite. I know. So I don't know if that affects anything. Like, recently released film? Or recent movie that I have watched that I have... Recently released film. Recently released film. All right. Shit. Um, Oh, my God. I don't watch anything. Oh. Oh, wow. I... (laughs) I'm still, I still think about I, Tanya often. Oh, fuck, yeah. Just. Me too. Often. Lick my ass, Diane. Oh, she can do a motherfucking triple. Yeah. She can do a motherfucking triple. I what just. a great movie. Hmm. 
And I feel so bad because I I feel like I never have the attention span or drive to watch movies. So and or new movies rather. Mm. Because I feel like new movies of any content are like three hours and I never want to commit to that after a long day. Nah. <laughs> two hours. Yeah. My site was about that. It was it was over two hours. It was a little over two hours. So But it was that was a worthwhile commitment. So I think I just have to sit my ass down and not say you're sitting down for two hours. Um but I also don't find a lot of I don't go out of my way to find a lot of films that I relate to I tend to do that more with television and if I do gravitate towards films in that way it's always towards older films I very rarely watch new films unless it's socially or it's a what's, film that I've seen a trailer for that I'm like really itching but what's see. the most recent like film that's come out in recent years I know I'm trying enjoyed? to think what have we gone to the movies and seen? Why am I trying to think? Um, I, I think the last movie we saw together was Midsummer. Oh. Over the summer. Which I still can't But that was definitely place... not my favorite, though, because no. I can't even really... I still can't even fathom. comprehend that movie, if we're being totally honest, because I had a fucking panic attack during it, because it, it made yeah. me so stressed. I think it was... I think it was beautifully done, visually, and directionally, and acting wise and everything i just i don't really know what to oh yeah i make loved of it. it i loved it i don't think i would ever see it again because it made me so much ang- it gave me so much anxiety which i i get was the point of the movie but i've never like it affected me so viscerally that i would love very much not to experience that again mm-hmm. um so that I'm is good. A, i'm good that's fair you yeah that's, that's fair um well, I can only think of I Tanya now. Okay, I re- why that's can I, fair. I just can't think I of... I Tanya was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. I can only think of, like, the 2016... I can only think of, like, I Tanya and Hidden Figures, and... Because I, I, I think those were the... Good. I think that was the most award season movies I've watched my, since. Um, I'm going through my thing here. Yeah, please, because um, suddenly I... Suddenly, I can no longer think of all the movies that I've ever watched, even though I see Star is Born. Oh, shit. Yeah. Get Out. Mm. Us. Mm. Okay, now they're all coming back. I keep a log of every movie that I watch because I'm. No, they're coming back to me now. (laughs) Um, Always Be My Maybe was such a cute movie. I've, I've avoided watching that movie just because I know it's going to be romantic and adorable. Uh, it was so cute. I know. That's why I've, like, specifically avoided watching it. And I know I would love it, too. It was so good. And I love Ali Wong. After? Okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, After was so good. Um, I'm kidding. It's going to be a gnar for me. Um, yeah, that's about really all. Crazy Rich Asians. Did you see that? No. <gasps> what? You still haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians? I'm so fucking fake. Guys. Why am I even talking about this yeah, topic? Podcast, why did you let me? Podcast over. That's why I said you're carrying it. Talk to me. What about the movies? Oh my Come god. On. I don't know. What's your favorite oh my reason? God. I just remembered still? we have to give um, one of my managers at work creds yeah. for this topic, for this podcast episode topic. So thank you, Ryan. 
Um, anyway, back to the discussion. Your favorite recently released My favorite recently film. released movie um, within, like, the last couple years. Yeah. Last three, I Call would Call Me By Your Name. It's probably, like, my favorite. How did I and know? And it hasn't changed since it came out. I don't know. I mean, not just for, like, Timothy Chalamet, even. Because Lord knows I'm a stan. <laughs> but, like, I think that I don't know I loved it so much I love the way that it captured love and yeah I love that it captured (laughs) love in such an I can't even describe it no in such an adolescent way and like you you see these things happening on the screen and you're like physically feeling them at the same time if that makes any sense at yeah all. of course it does it's like it, so it was very visceral for, for you. me yes it was very visceral not in the way that midsummer was but like no but in a in a well, in a positive way. way in a yeah. positive way yeah especially since like after i watched that movie i was just was i just coming out of a heartbreak situation yes. what year did that movie come out 2017 yeah do you hear that noise those dogs have been barking. There are like rabid dogs outside. I'm so I'm, scared. There, there's like a menagerie just outside our house yeah. that like goes off like clockwork. I'm so concerned. Okay. Um. Oh. Anyway. Also, I realized my favorite movie. I just remembered. And okay. It's the Shape of Water. Ah. The Shape of Water is my favorite. Okay. Favorite recent, re- recently released film. Okay. Oh, recently, recently released film. I have like. I I'm confident about that answer now. Okay. Fair. Because it, it was, was a great movie, beautiful, and I loved it very much. And um, I think about that scene where she pounds on the professor's chest, and she's like signing to him. She's like, "If we don't save him, then what are we?" Mm, mm-hmm. I think about that scene like at least once a week. Yeah, it uh, was a great movie. Saw it twice. It's great. I think about her do signing the monster's penis coming out. Oh open. yeah, because that was. <laughs> hysterical and frankly that gesture has stayed with me (laughs) what a great movie um no but i actually i just thought of this i think also the reason why call me by your name has like remained one of my favorites is because i love i loved 80s movies growing up and Mm. since the movie takes place in the 80s it also has that like nostalgia feel for me even though i wasn't born in the 80s um it's still there's like a special connection for me there and I don't even know why because I was I'm a 90s baby I'm a 90s baby come on um you know as an 80s born gay man right I'm sure you connect deeply to call me by your name um but I get it yeah because I mean first love is a universal concept so no matter what medium it's in which it's portrayed it's gonna be a relatable concept and I also just think that, like, the movie did the book such a huge justice. Like, the book was, like, perfect in literally every way. And then to see it on screen, it's like, it, it couldn't have been any better. And, like, the score to the movie, it's just chef's kiss, like, the perfect, <laughs> the perfect movie. 
in my opinion. It's remained my favorite for the time being. Jake Gyllenhaal, I love you, but Call Me By Your Name <laughs> has remained. I, where did he come from? Um, He's like my favorite ever. But, but yeah, Thank that's my you. favorite. My favorite for now, I guess. Yeah. Here. But I think Parasite is up there as well. Yeah. Because after I saw it, I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever fucking seen in my life. Can we talk about it? Yeah. Let's talk about it. So I think, like, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin. Um, hmm, okay. So I... Why do you, why I do you no, love it so much? Okay. I think I loved it so much because I had no expectations going into it. Like, I didn't know anything about the plot. Uh-huh. I didn't know... Anything that happened, there were zero spoilers for me, and I thank God for it, because I probably would have looked at the movie a different way had there been spoilers. Um, not in a different way, but I would have been, like, watching the movie, like, with bated breath, like, when is this gonna happen? Um, and, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Parasite, we're about to drop some spoilers. Um, I think that it, it was just such... It did such an amazing job at showing classism, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even like it was so in your face. It was just the even down to like um, them, the family always being below, like the working class people always being below the physically. rich people physically. Yeah, like their house being underground like yeah in the basement what um even them hiding under the table exactly like down to like the most minute details like stuff that you don't even think about when you're watching it but then after you're processing the movie you're like fuck like it's just great direction great writing i caught I caught something visually with the stairs when I was watching it, and then I looked up, looked it up afterwards, and Bong Joon-ho, the director, yeah. was, was like, I used, used stairs for to, a reason, the yeah. classism, and, but there's just a gorgeous shot early on when I think it, um, the sister's about to be, uh, teach, teach the son yeah. his first lesson, and it's like a wide shot, and it's Mrs. Park at the top of the stairs, followed by the sister, and then as soon as they disappear upstairs, the maid comes around the corner yeah. on the like on the ground floor, yeah. and I was like, that yeah. was perfect. It's and it was like a two second shot, and I loved it, and it told me everything, and it's, I thought that was so so great. It's everything that every single filmmaker should aspire to be like that is the new like quote-unquote pulp fiction you know what i mean i i feel like i mean it's not in the same wheelhouse necessarily but i feel like all these like film douchebags look at like pulp fiction as like peak peak film but like bitch this is peak film like this is the way that it was shot down to like the fucking alcohol they were drinking and like the i don't know it was just so perfect it was so fucking perfect that they drink the whiskey and then what do you mean wait what i 
th- them just drinking like the hardest like most expensive liquor because they're like fuck it like we're yeah. in this house we're doing it up babe they don't give a shit it was her drinking tequila straight really oh really did it. how about the shot <laughs> how about the shot after their apartment floods and um She's just sitting on top of the toilet as one all the shit is coming out, just smoking a cigarette. Yeah. How incredible. Was I was that like, shot? that's kind of it. I was like, I can't, I, I can't, I, looking back, I cannot believe how much storytelling was done without dialogue. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have watched a film in a long time that I have appreciated so deeply for reasons greater than the writing. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge writing person and a huge character person. Mm-hmm. And this and this movie wasn't reliant on either of those things, and it wasn't a supreme highlight of either of those things. No. Because you could so... Because the things that I mean, the they're was, doing is totally unethical like no i know but you still root for them so it like it wasn't it wasn't like the it wasn't about the writing or the characters it was about the direction and i'm not huge at appreciating direction because i find it just hard to grasp Mm -hmm. a lot of the aspects of it i find it hard to look at big picture things and Mm -hmm. find out how i can make an entire picture tell the story i want Mm-hmm. without using words or character. And I think it was something he achieved so beautifully that it looked almost effortless. Mm-hmm. And the writing was great, and the actors were amazing and made fully formed, unique, yeah, and, f- like, justified and formed characters. Yeah, totally. But the direction was so impressive. I haven't appreciated direction like that in a long time yeah it's fucking beautiful also guys all i can hear are like the sirens in the background you're getting a (laughs) nice little dose of you know city life it's just constant sirens and constant noise it's so fun um but yes i totally agree it was just it was a marvelous beat of direction yeah and what's funny is that i didn't even realize that he is the same director that did okja Mm -hmm. and then after i saw Parasite, I was like, oh, this fucking makes so much sense. It's <laughs> just literally all about like classism and whatever. Um, but yeah, oh my god, I could like really go on and on about Parasite. I loved it so much. It was that and Uncut Gems are my two favorites from this season mm-hmm. that I've seen so far, at least. Um, I thought Uncut Gems was absolutely snubbed by the academy they must not have seen it that's that's my guess that's what i'm gonna go for um adam sandler what kevin garnett what are we kidding he played himself and he was just incredible but i'm so mad what like Like, lipstick <laughs> on my Valentino white band. Adam Sandler's performance in this fucking movie. Oh my god. That's just a serious flaw. 
in what in the way in which we judge film in the way in the the way in which the academy judge fil- oh, judges films. Oh, hundred percent. And I don't think it has become as bl- as like blatantly apparent as these past few seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just been very, very clear erasure of quality films mm-hmm. on the basis of what a small, small committee thinks is cinema or representative cinema yeah which is kind of foolish because that committee isn't even representative of cinema anymore no it's they're yeah. a they're a bygone era in and of themselves mm-hmm. and this is coming from someone who loves old films and it's mm. not even like there's because i mean like uncut gems is like a bunch of white dudes that live in manhattan like and Kevin Garnett. You like, think <laughs> all of them would have won awards by now. Exactly. But like Scorsese I, does it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I don't know. I'm just still so fucking floored by Adam Sandler's performance. I think he deserves like every bit of hype that he's getting. Because it was truly like I've never and he was still funny at points too. The thing that was oh, the thing that was so good about that movie is that the way that it was written was so masterful and the way that it the dialogue overlapped a lot mm-hmm. during like the most intense scenes and even the most it, and even in the scenes where like it was a little more calm but like in the most intense scene the dialogue was just constantly overlapping which made me like glued to the screen like fuck like my asshole was slammed shut <laughs> For the entire movie so I was like what the fuck is gonna happen and you know what I never in my life thought that I was gonna enjoy watching a movie about a a jewelry I'm, 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 I'm losing the words right now what was he a jewel he was a jeweler that <laughs> I can't even get the words out I never thought that I would enjoy watching a movie about a scummy jeweler that runs a business in the diamond district Manhattan, but A24, you've done it again. Like, it was just, oh my god, Do you think was he so was, good. He was snubbed because he's a primarily comedic actor? You know, I don't know. I truly don't know. I can't fully wrap my head around why this movie was snubbed in the first place. Because it was the same... I don't know, maybe because it was more like an indie feature, wasn't it? An indie feature? I don't know. I don't yeah, even know what I'm saying. You could say that about most Academy films, frankly. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I can't seem to really wrap my head around why it was completely just like forgotten about by the Academy because it, I think, in my opinion, that it could easily take the place of the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Best Picture nomination. But it would never, because it's Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And that's the motherfucking tea. I didn't enjoy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've talked about this already. I don't know. I... Oh, God. So I enjoyed Brad Pitt's performance, 
and DiCaprio and Margot Robbie, they were all fantastic. There wasn't a bad actor in that movie. Right, but it wasn't like a, a you said it wasn't really a coherent narrative. There was no, like... Or a necessary narrative. No, there was no, like, through line. After the movie ended, I was like, so what was all that for? Mm-hmm. What was the point? <laughs> like, it was great. Like, there were parts that were, like, fucking rock on, badass. But, like, what what was the point? It, mm-hmm. I, I feel like... I said this to you after I watched it. Like, the whole movie for me was just, like... If I say like one more time, I'm going to kill myself. The whole movie for me was just Quentin Tarantino, like, jerking off about his knowledge right. of old Hollywood. I don't know. I... I, I think, know. but I think that's indicative. I feel like they picked the films that would be representative of the things they want to represent, and that's why they picked those films. I think it's hardly, and uh, hardly a judgment of the films themselves, because then something like Uncut Gems would have replaced Once Upon a Time, or yeah. artful horror movies would be in the mix. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that we haven't considered. Midsummer for artistic direction. Yeah, honestly. Or us for Lupita. Yeah. Yeah, she should have gotten that nomination. Fuck. I think it's messed up. I think as horror movies get more sophisticated, I think we should include them in the conversation. Mm. They're no longer. I mean, it's not eighties horror movies anymore. Yeah, we're not. We're not like campy horror movies. If we're doing camp, if we're doing gore, then we're doing camp, or we're doing gore. But I think the ones that have attention to detail that are Sorry, actual, yeah, sure, there are actual narratives to be told and serious directors exploring this medium. I think it should be included in conversations. Mm-hmm. I think Get Out was stunning. Yeah. Oh my god. By the performers, yeah. writing, director Jordan Peele really said include us in the conversation yeah and i don't know why it shouldn't um because they're get they're impressive and they're Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. and their feats and their feats of accomplishment on their own yeah i haven't looked at horror movies the same way since seeing get out like a few years ago i just haven't not at all it's it's that movie made me question like literally everything it made me question like the horror genre. It made me question life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, that was <laughs> horrifying. I'm gonna need you to restate um, all of that. <laughs> I don't know. I I can't. I can't even. I can't talk today. Well, it was beautifully done. If a film can make you self-reflective, especially a horror film, mm-hmm. then why aren't we talking about that? Yeah. And why shouldn't it be credited? as such yeah as something that has that effect i think think it should be given as much credit as any other film yeah i think maybe the reason why like i mean it was it did win a few academy awards it won at least one that i know and i think it won for i'm not even gonna act like i know what it won for i just know it won an academy award please hold i'm gonna look it up but in terms of like you know Best Picture Talks and, like, actor noms. Like, I don't think it should be excluded. Because, yeah, 
It won Best Original Screenplay, so Jordan Peele won mm. that. Uh, because they think... And deservedly so. Deservedly so. Uh, because they think people... I think it's easy to assume that fear is easy to act. Mm-hmm. But... It's very difficult. I mean, yeah. Yeah, acting is... But I, acting is difficult. Well, I just yeah. But even, but. like, that kind of... I mean, that's... Psychological thrillers... You have to turn your mind inside seen, out and upside down. I've seen so many interviews where Daniel Kaluuya talks about the scene where he's sitting on the sofa and he just starts crying. Like, the shit that he, like, mentally had to do to get himself to that place is ungodly. Like, you can't even imagine how fucking difficult that is. Mm-mm. And he probably had to do, like, several takes of it. So it's... How do you even begin to not appreciate something like that? So I'm like, so it's like it's outdated to exclude these kinds of things, like primarily comedic, like primarily comedic actors or comedic work, or probably hor- or primarily horrific work. I think it's super, super outdated. Yeah, it is. And that's why that's why I don't even. I'm not interested in award shows really anymore I used to think they were fun and super glamorous and then I went to college and was around all the artsy types all the time and realized disband the academy this is awful and then I learned about art Mm -hmm. and the integrity of the art and I and then I see things like that and it cheapens it so intensely Mm -hmm. and makes it just makes it disappointing and it gives clout to people to those who don't deserve it for essentially no purpose yeah other than to further a career that wouldn't have happened anyway possibly if mm-hmm. not for the i don't know i'm very frustrated because i think it's the whole institution sure. has become super corrupt and devoid of heart and elegance and all the things that made it exciting and electric and I and that's what's disappointing to me because I think I got into acting because it breeds this beautiful sense of community that I love so intensely with each cast I'm a part of mm-hmm. um, I mean that's and that stretches that... to the I, that stretches to the creative and the crew and right. everyone I think that's the thing that I really don't know much about film and TV in terms of, you know, acting and stuff, but as far as theater goes, that's the thing that theater is great at doing, is just making this community full of people, because I feel like in that setting, you get so close to your cast members, you spend so much time with them, whereas, like, in film and TV, you have more of a separation from your cast, more of a separation from, like, the technical side of things, so it's less... Intimate, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. I suppose. But it's like, even if you're with those people, like, a long time, I love each medium because no project can be attributed to a single person or a single group of people. It's an entire body. Yeah. It's, it will always take a village to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what I absolutely love. It cannot get done without everyone Mm -mm. and so many people forget that and I feel like the award show should be a celebration of that and so often 
they're not. It's just like, like a really cheap chore, commercial like why, chore. Why aren't dialect coaches nominated for awards? Let's talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> there are so many people who work their asses off yeah. to build this these projects from the ground up. Yeah. Dramaturgs. That, I mean, yeah, that maybe get like a shout out if they win the award. Like special thanks to fill in the blank. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like it's not. I, it shouldn't be the time to be a mask reading card. That's not what it should be. It should be a celebration exactly. of yeah. the art. We all got into it because we love telling stories. And what what there shouldn't be a commercial part of that, and we've taken it and commercialized is, all over it. This is in your Google Ad money. I'm sorry. So that's how that happened. Do we? This is a rough, like a hard left. But do we dare talk about Marriage Story? I know you haven't seen it. I haven't, and I really. Have no beef. Um, I I'm have, tired of ScarJo, frankly. But I'm also tired that, of ScarJo Johansson, but I did enjoy Marriage Story. It made me cry a lot <laughs> because I have divorced parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think that the script was great. Um, and it really captured the, uh, though it wasn't so evident, I think it captured the child's point of view very well, Mm -hmm. because the child is kept so much in the dark about divorce, especially when they're young. And I don't remember how old the kid was. He was very young, but he was like my age when my parents got divorced and like, that for me was crazy to watch. It was almost like an out of body experience because there was one scene when Adam Driver, also the thing that was weird, their last name in the movie, Barber. That's my last name, guys. Quincy. It's never happened to me before. I've never, anyway. So, Adam Driver driving a car. Sure. Kid in the back seat. He's all, um, oh, can we go back to, uh, your house? And he's like, no, it's your house too. You can say our house. But because the parents were separated, he was like mom's house and dad's house. And I think at one point he refers to his mom's house as like his home and then just dad's house. And that jabbed me right in the heart because it's a total subconscious thing oh yeah because the dad moves out of the house that this child has grown up in so far so it's natural to be like that other house of course me and my sister used to do that all the time when we were growing up and we never knew that it had an effect on our dad until a little late until we were like teenagers and he was like you know it's your house too like this is not you know quote unquote dad's house like this is your house too and I remember my dad telling me that, and I was like, shit. I've just been subconsciously mm-hmm. doing this thing for years and years and years, not realizing that it has an effect on him. And you can see in the movie, Adam Driver's expression completely changed. Like, he's wrecked from the inside out by his son referring to 
his house as dad's house. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sad. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and that was a very long-winded way of getting to the point, which was that it was sad. And it was also a great scene. Um, I can't wait to watch, honestly. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. A lot of people are giving it shit because people are like, oh, Scarlett Johansson, this is acting. And like, yes, if she's doing a job, like that's, she's acting. I don't think it's like the pinnacle of acting. No, I think I, if we're going to pit the two of them against each other, I much preferred Adam Driver's performance over yeah. Laura Dern was. Well, Laura. Laura. <laughs> I'm sorry. Laura motherfucking Dern. Yeah, she was amazing. That is all. Thank you. Yeah, that's all. I don't really have much else to elaborate on as far as marriage story goes. Other than the memes that came out of that were fire. Huh? Shall we close her out by talking about our favorite films of all time? Ooh, my God. Yeah, I went there. You know what? Based on, like, rewatchability and the way that it makes me feel, mm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Aw. Yeah. Dun, I just have, like, dun. I have such Wait, that a... was Breakfast Club, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also a great movie. You know what? Same, same thing. I have <laughs> such a special connection to that movie, and I don't even know why. But, like, every time it comes on, I can quote every line, and I can never get tired of it. Like, it's on TV, me. I'll fucking watch I'm it. calling me. I'm yeah. calling me. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. You, sir, are an asshole. See? That's what I'm talking about. Like, you can <laughs> quote every single line. It's it's just amazing. It's such a great movie, you guys. It, it makes me smile from, like, ear to ear. I love it so much. Um, and it, I think the thing that it also does that I love is it just shows pure adolescence and like it's us teenagers against the world and like we're mm-hmm. invincible and nobody can get us you know that's it's the thing with the breakfast club too you know um so i think also dirty dancing ferris bueller's day off dirty dancing top, yeah top i was gonna two, say top two dirty dancing has to be up there for you yeah dirty dancing will always have a special place in my heart i remember I bought that movie on iTunes and I had it on my iPod and I used to watch it literally every night before I went to bed. Was it the first movie you bought on iTunes? No. The oh. first movie I ever bought on iTunes was, drumroll please, Mean Girls. Wow. Yeah. Then Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. <laughs> then Dirty Dancing. And a couple episodes of Glee. But we don't have time to unpack all that. Oh my god, we should do a Glee episode. Oh! <gasps> Note that I will be performing the entire Santana monologue where she reads Kurt to Phil. Fucking iconic. Um, Anyway, what's your favorite movie of all time? Of all time? If you have one. I do. You can have a couple with me. Yeah, I do. Um, Oh, my my room is fucking covered in movie posters. Um, Charade is the one I tell everyone. Sorry, Charade. Sure. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um. Right. Yeah. Uh, charade. Nineteen sixty. Schwab. Um. Nineteen sixty-three. Directed by Stanley Donen. It's Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant. Um. 
I love it very much. It's it's really not that deep. It's like a mystery and a suspense. This doesn't have to be that deep. My love for Ferris Bueller yeah. and Dirty Dancing isn't. It's deep. it's a mystery and a suspense and a romance and a comedy. It's all things wrapped up in one. It's very funny and I love it very much. Uh, it's also. Damn, I. Sorry, I had to burp. I'm sorry, I couldn't hold it in. It's also followed closely. No, take your time. You have all day. All right, I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> um, I love. <laughs> I also love Funny Face, which is another Audrey mm. Hepburn. Funny Face is Audrey Hepburn and Fred Astaire. And it's a movie musical, and it has one of my my favorite soundtracks of all time. Mm. And it makes me so happy. It's visually stunning, and it's so sweet. And it makes me happy and sad in a really sweet way every time I watch it. And I I watch it whenever I'm feeling down, because it just makes everything better. So cute. In terms of acting, my favorite is either Streetcar Named Desire mm. or Jezebel. Mm. Uh, those two films made me want to act. I saw them and I was like so disoriented and I was like, I don't know what acting is at yeah. all. But that was it. And I want to I wanna do that. Because yeah. it was... My hands were numb. It was just, I was so floored. It had to be the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. It was Betty Davis and Jezebel and and Vivian Lee. Viv Lee. In Mm. Streetcar. And they they just changed my life. I was like, I changed my life. I had to. Mm. I love them so much. It's a great movie. They are. They stay with me. And they're all represented on my wall. So cute. Yeah. Look at us being film douchebags for... Oh my god, we've been talking for almost 45 minutes. Is it really a film douchebag? Or am I just like a 12-year-old girl who shops at Icing with all the Audrey Hepburn movies I just dropped? That's alright. Everybody has their vices. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, Great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for here. joining us. If you made it this far, um, I don't know how. I'll send you two dollars <laughs> on Venmo. I won't. But Can anyway, you got money for that. <laughs> I've got money for that. Um, thank you for listening. We love you. Um, yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Unpacking That Podcast. We hope to see you soon. Yeah. Just, sh- just show up at our door. Hang out with us. We're yeah. Fun. We're fun, guys. We let anybody in. Come on. Uh-huh. We even we even let all the cool buggies in. Through the windows. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yep. Just climb up our fire escape. Um, See you soon. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. We'll have cookies for you.